Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer, back in the conference room to record with Patty. Hello, Hattie, this afternoon. We've had sort of a hiatus. <laughs> we have. We haven't, we haven't, um, we haven't recorded, recorded a in a while. It's like we took a little su- unintended weeks. summer vacation. Yeah. It's been a, a little bit longer than that, I think. Yeah, but we were doing a couple a week for a while. Yeah, we so. were really cranking them out. So yeah. hopefully um, you didn't miss us too much. <laughs> but anyway. Well, I how come people haven't been asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where's all for the emails? <laughs> Where's the podcast? <laughs> but anyway, so we're back today with um, a podcast that we've been intending to bring you for a long time. And um, we we thought about this this book, Start With Why, yep. by Simon Sinek. Yeah. And... Um, it's kind of the, a famous book. Yeah, it's it. definitely a seminal, famous book. And you may be thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I've read that. Um, but I think it's worth discussing just because of that the power of that larger sense of purpose that it brings, um, which is what he's essentially talking about. It's a lot of book to wade through. Um, It's like 250 pages or so. And he gets into a lot of depth that may not necessarily be necessary. (laughs) I mean, the good thing about the depth that he gets into is that he tells a lot of, he uses a lot of examples and tells a lot of stories. Yeah, that's good. And that's helpful and good. Um, So it makes it interesting. The sort of bad thing about it is I I feel like it's somewhat repetitive. So I think that you could read certain parts of it and get the whole gist of it. You know what you also could do? There's a lot of great YouTube. Yeah, (laughs) on YouTube, there's some good TED Talks by Simon. So he has one TED Talk in particular that Mm -hmm. is this one. Start with why. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. So you could read that and listen to this podcast and probably get Get all you need. Sorry, Simon. Yeah, that's all We're not going to... uh, sell a lot of copies of your book. But, <laughs> but we're going to make sure our listeners can talk intelligently about this and apply mm-hmm. some of the concepts. Mm-hmm. So the theory is every organization out there, we hope, knows what they do, mm-hmm. but a lot of them don't really give thought to why yeah. they yeah. do what they do. Yeah. And it's not even just organizations, which, mm-hmm. I mean, he spends a lot of time talking about that, but also people themselves yeah individuals okay. yeah. organizations yeah yeah it's a good concept no matter what layer of the cake mm-hmm. you're focusing on yeah. so the big concept is that you have a purpose there's a purpose that you have in mind for what yeah. you do and that's a powerful driver yeah people like to have to feel like they're doing something for a good reason mm-hmm. or for a good cause yeah that even the little things that they do contribute to a larger outcome yeah and it's more than just we make 250 of these things a year and we're going to make more or more than just we deliver services to the tri-county area mm-hmm. um the why is more deep than mm-hmm. that more deep i'm an english major <laughs> it's more deeper yeah <laughs> It, it kind of goes to that example. I think he uses the example in the book of the the brick worker that is working on the, um, you know, maybe I'll find it as we're 
doing this podcast, but and I can read it to you. But at the brick worker that's the one is working on the building and describes, you know, that he's out in the hot sun all day and laying bricks and da 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 da. You mm-hmm. know, he's gone on about and complaining about his job. And then he come, the person comes to the next person and says, I'm building a cathedral. Yeah. And so they're doing the same exact job, but the bricklayer that knows the why mm-hmm. and the purpose for what he's doing every day feels much more inspired by doing the work than the guy that didn't know what he was there for. And this is particularly powerful for people in jobs that it might not seem like the bricklayer, it might not seem as obvious that mm-hmm. there's a powerful purpose, a mm-hmm. why. Jobs that could be mundane, boring, routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about my past life when I was in my 20s working at the live pet food manufacturer. <laughs> I think I did hear about that. Yeah, the Cricket Ranch. Yep. And I thought about those people. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it was quite a job. I love the sound of crickets. So. Yeah. Well, I, you could hear about 8 million of them where I worked. But anyway, so there were a bunch of guys, usually. Usually it was men who did this, who worked in the warehouses. And their job literally was to hoover up crickets and package them to be shipped. And oh, it smells goodness. like a barn down there. I mean, yeah. it smelled like money, too, but <laughs> but it, it's smelly. It's hot because it has to be hot and humid to raise them uh-huh. in, in the right conditions. Yeah. And these guys would just be down there with shop backs, and they, they had it engineered where it could hoover them up, and then they would put them. Oh, I was imagining them having to pick them up with their hands. No, no, um, no. You, you suck them up, then you um, shake them, them out. Put them in little cartons? Into the little like cartons. Like the cartons to go? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we get, we're going to get way off topic here. I'll tell you more about that later. Yes. If anybody wants Sounds to talk great. to me about crickets, I know all about them. So what was their, what, what's I, the point of this? The, so, <laughs> what's the point of this? Oh my gosh. I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean it in a bad so, way. But so like, the point of it is, why? I think about those guys and did yeah. they have a why? And yeah. I, I don't think we were a mature enough company for them to right, have to, had a why. Thinking, thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. I think, well, what could their why have been? Well, their why could have been, you know, my purpose is to uh, provide the best nutrition to people's loved pets. Yeah, like (laughs) to 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 geckos. We used to have a gecko. Yeah, bearded dragons, all of them. You know, that their purpose was to um, add to the enjoyment of people's lives with pets. With really nutritious crickets rather than the crickets you find in your yard, which I have another whole story I'll tell you about that later, too. Yeah, we should start doing like the B side of the podcast. Yes, we <laughs> it's about bugs. More, it would be really sad if more people listen to the B side, which might might happen. Yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that would have made a difference. Yeah. It it was an uncomfortable job, and it was a high turnover job, but it might have. Yeah. I think it might have. Yeah. If they they thought about it in that way. Right. And and I mean, we're using these examples that sort of. Um, there's the other example of the guy that works at NASA, the janitor mm-hmm. that works at NASA. That's and, a great story. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know the exact story, and I've heard different versions of it, so I don't know. It might even be just an urban legend that didn't actually it's still happen. powerful. But I've heard of it being a senator who asked them. Um, I heard of it being a, a president who asked the person, so I don't really know the story, but, but or if it's real or who it was. But um, the story is that this person... Um, walked by the this janitor every day sweeping and talked to him about what he does and his answer was I'm helping put a man on the moon 
Yeah. And so I'm he not was sweeping the custodian halls. or the yeah. janitor, and he's, he knew what he was doing, that part of what he was doing was helping do that ultimate goal. And so I, not to make this sound too marketing-y slick, but part of what Cynic talks about is how your customers or stakeholders or clients, however you refer to the people mm -hmm. that you serve or for whom you provide yeah. a product, um, they engage better with you when they feel like they can connect with your why. Yeah. And maybe that translates into increased sales or more success or whatever. Yeah. But I can remember when I worked at a hospital system in Illinois and I did their advertising, we had an ad campaign that was focused on that very concept of all the people that it took to run the hospital. Mm -hmm. And that was the idea that from top to bottom to side to side, yeah. that was why we were there. We were there to, their motto, um, it was a Catholic health system, was to reveal the healing presence of God. Oh. Yeah, it's nice. It is nice. And I do think that- Well, it's nice and simple too. Yeah. It just makes people be able to really understand yeah. that. Yeah. And so from the, the people who changed the sheets to, the guy who emptied the waste then to the lab tech that came in to draw the blood, that's a very strong guiding principle. Yeah. We were talking before the pod. I know you have a good example, too. Oh, yeah. So another uh, example that we were talking about before was, this is not me, but um, my husband used to work for Hospice of the Piedmont. He was the director of technology. And so... Shout out to Tony. Yeah. So um, he... In their, I don't know that this is their um, their motto or the reason for their existence. Still, what they say, yeah. it, it is still the reason okay. for their existence. But I don't know if it's what they say or what right. they go by or what they're but just internally. At the time, you know. I thought it was beautiful. Was um, that they exist? Hospice of the Piedmont exists so that nobody in Central Virginia dies alone or in pain. And when and you first told why. me that, it actually yeah. took my breath because right. it's so simple yeah. and so clean. Yeah. And by clean, I mean, oh, like, not only did it simple, but that it does what a why should do. Yeah. It cuts through all the confusion of what we might do or all the choices we have right. or all the opportunities we have to do different things or new things yeah if it doesn't serve that purpose then don't do it yeah like, think about think about the things that you might choose to put your attention or effort into and think about the the why why do you exist mm -hmm. as an organization a person or whatever and does that thing go into does that thing serve that purpose of why you exist right and so we were talking through this example of hospice and and so I was thinking, well, you know, they might go into um, a different path, um, and they might start thinking about offering. It could be like, lucrative if we offered. You said, I think. I said like rehabilitative yeah. services or something. Well, they'd have to think about that and think, is that really serving their purpose? It serves somebody else's purpose, right? To rehabilitate somebody. It serves a purpose, yeah. Right. But does it serve their purpose? And so they might say, well, we're not, we've decided we're not going to go into that kind of a program mm -hmm. because it doesn't meet our why. Does and it go to helping people in Central Virginia die with people they love around them? Comfortably. And comfortably. And 
why is that important? I mean, yeah. this is, a, a, you know why this is important, but I'd like for us to think a little bit more about that. So why can't you just do all the things and take whatever seems like a good opportunity? What would be the harm in doing those different things? Well, I think for one, just thinking about it, it might take you away from your true... Yeah. It, you might spread yourself too thin. Yeah, it does dilute your time your, and attention. It does for sure. dilute your time and attention. So it might take real effort and energy and resources away from the things that you did to that that you know that you knew was your purpose to um, put toward these other things that really aren't meeting your purpose. Also, I've worked in hospice too, and I think about the people that we hired. Mm-hmm. It takes a special kind of person, I think, to work in hospice mm-hmm. because it is, it's, you're dealing with people who are at the end of life mm-hmm. and there isn't hope for a cure at that yeah. point, which can still be a beautiful journey, but it, it, you pretty much know how it's going to end. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of, um, it takes a special person to be a clinical worker in that situation. And, but they self-select, I think, when they know their why, yeah. they know that they also adhere to that purpose of I don't want people to die alone or in pain right and they can do incredible things yeah because they believe in that purpose yeah and the ones who can't like who come in it's just a job uh, for them they mm-hmm. don't typically stay very long because it's it's hard work and if you don't believe in that purpose right. you don't have that drive to carry you yeah. through yeah so if you dilute your purpose too um I think then you start getting people who don't really have that strong attachment to working with you, and then they don't have that strong of an attachment to delivering something that holds up to right. a purpose. And and it also, so not only the people that are working in that organization, but then even your clients or your, yeah. your patients are, yeah. don't really know, well, well, why would I go to them rather than not just the UVA hospital or you know, are they really specializing in a particular thing that right. I need? So um, so I do think diluting your purpose is risky. Like, and I think about, too, it's, it's easier in healthcare, it's easier in academia where yeah. we are to have that purpose. Yeah, but, to understand what your purpose yeah, is. Yeah, but it's yeah. still, it can, you can get pretty far from it and yeah. it's hard to keep it in mind. Here at UVA, we work in central finance. And I think it might be easier for the folks who work in, um, I don't know, academic affairs. Or or even even in finance in SFS, student financial services. I always feel like they they can probably figure out and connect to the purpose. Right, more more easily. More than like even you and I can. Or or the folks over in the vice president for research office. Right. So research, patient care, education. Yes. The UVA so, mission. So when you're working very tightly with that, to that mission. So mm-hmm. like the example of within finance of working with the students finance, mm-hmm. student fin- finance, then you can, I feel like, easily connect. Yeah. I don't know that they feel easily connected, but I can imagine that I can imagine they do. And knowing all the folks that, who are in SFS and how genuinely awesome most of them are, mm-hmm. like yeah. they're, they're a group that's flexible and eager and willing to do things mm-hmm. and 
they could just as easily not be because I would think that's a hard job. Yeah, especially like thinking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> students have just come back and yeah, it, w- it would be easy to not really like super that. Busy. So yeah, but so it'd be easy to get like worn down by worn it. down. But um, just coming back to that why, because I think about um, just before we go any further, I wanted to um, talk a little bit about the. Simon Sinek's Golden Circle. Oh yeah, he talks a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And in the in the uh, TED talk, he talks about the Golden Circle and he shows it on a flip chart and stuff. But um, the Golden Circle is really that the why is in the is in the middle of the circle. It's like the bullseye, and then the how is the thing around it. So the why is why do you exist? What is your purpose? The how is how do you what do um, is how do you meet that purpose? Yes. And the what are the activities and things you do that serve the um, how and the why? So, so what do you do that makes that gets you there to the to serving your purpose or meeting or meeting your um, meetings not the right word but uh, getting to why you exist. So he talks, Cynic talks in his book about um, Apple, for instance, when he's talking about the golden circle, how technically Apple's no different than any of its competitors, but Apple's more successful at communicating the why. They, their why is to challenge the status quo and empower the individual. And you think about Apple's success and their... Master, like they're they're they tower over competitors, yeah, in that way, yeah. But what they're actually producing, I mean, sometimes I get really frustrated with my iPhone, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> you know, what they're producing is great, but it's it's not like it's so out of the box, out of, yeah. out of this world, superior to other products, yeah, yeah, yeah. He even talked about in using the example of Apple, he talked about how people were proud to open up their laptops with the mm-hmm. little apple on yes. the front. And I thought, really? Like, I don't really know if I buy that. But, but Well, um, they're proud to wear their AirPods around. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, but uh, he, so he talks about like the golden circle. So thinking about the, um, um, the why as what is your purpose, cause, or belief. Mm-hmm. And then the what is the outside circle yeah so the what is the products or services or the tangible things that serve your purpose um and then the how is the activities and things you do to to get there and so you know i think about our folks who work here at uva we have a lot of professionals in staff positions especially Mm -hmm. um who come from private sector, they come from the D.C. area, or um, they've worked, you know, for years in other sectors, and they come here, and a lot of people, because I interviewed them for the blog, (laughs) they say, well, I just really wanted to work somewhere where I felt like I was doing something good, Mm -hmm. that I was using my skill to make a difference. Yeah. And a lot of people... You, we, he talk, Cynic talks a lot about you. You hire people who can connect with your why. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I think that here at UVA, at least, I see a lot of that. People are connecting with that overall purpose. You know, I want to come here and be an accountant, even though I could do the same thing somewhere else. 
mm-hmm. uh, maybe for better pay because yeah. I can come here and it's not just a job. I feel like I'm doing something important. Yeah. I mean, it, and he ta- he talks a lot about that. And then also we've talked in other, we may have talked in other podcasts even about this, but about hiring for fit yes. with that belief and purpose. Yeah. He talks about hiring people who are passionate about your why. You don't hire skilled people and motivate them you hire motivated people and teach them that's perfect yeah yeah that that's exactly right yeah like, I, I underline it's really that hard to teach <laughs> yeah. motivation and so you know what when I when I was thinking about reviewing all this before we talked today I thought about one of those big themes that we have talked about a lot in the pod because everything is a circle right like it yeah. always comes yeah. back to other themes we've talked about um, I thought about trust. Oh, right. Yeah. And how if you're an organization that really understands its why and yeah. operates according to that why. Yeah. Um, not that everybody's going to be perfect, but in general, you're you're making your decisions based on that why. Yeah. And you're hiring people who believe in the why. Yeah. That automatically creates a more trusting environment and yeah. a more trusting relationship between the employer and employee. Yeah. He has some really great examples of trust. He talks about um, culture and how culture makes a company or organization strong because everyone shares the same strong sense of beliefs and values. Yes, and so we were talking about that before we hit record. Yeah. About, you know, you focus on finding people who believe what you believe. Yeah. And you had a good point. You said, well, we got to really clarify that it's not like people who believe what you believe politically or oh, right yeah yeah because you had made that comment yeah I thought, yeah that you you're not necessarily hiring like-minded people yes you're hiring people who share your sense of belief share, or your, share your why values. yeah they share yeah. your why yeah. and so you can have a diverse workforce with people who believe have different religious beliefs are from different parts of the world have different political beliefs have different backgrounds but they can be unified in the purpose of what you do yeah you do need to have that (laughs) yeah um he was talking about um people that i forgot what company it was but they were doing some research into um hiring for fit and he says um, the goal is to hire those who are passionate for your why, your purpose, cause, or belief, and who have the attitude that fits your culture. Once that is established, only then should their skill set and experience be evaluated. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And when you talk about, like, you can, when you think about interviews you've been in on, and you're looking at, like, maybe that last pool of three candidates who are pretty equal in terms of, background and skills and experience, it becomes a, a matter then of who can we see on our team? Mm-hmm. Like who can we see working well with our team? Mm-hmm. And that's how we think of it, but it, part of that is that larger mm-hmm. uh, matter of why. Yeah. They fit in with the team because they would share the same uh, feeling that the team has that yeah. we're doing this for, for a reason. Yep. And so let's talk for a minute about, like, that, that translates into a more fulfilling work experience for an individual, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, makes, I think, things easier and more comfortable in the workforce mm-hmm. when you know your colleagues are at least baseline sharing the same 
purpose as you. Yeah. Like, I can think of times where I've worked with people and I've gotten frustrated with them, but I talk myself down from it because I, because I think, no, they're just trying to do the same thing you're trying to do. Their heart's in the right place. Right. You know, or when I make mistakes, yeah. you know, I... I think, well, I was doing it for a good reason, at least. Yeah. I, I was trying. Yeah. Um, you, It's easier to work with people when you know that mm-hmm. they share your sense of purpose. Um, what about, I think about, like, our students um, and the patients at UVA and, um, you know, all the people who are affected by our mission. And as Cynic focuses mo- most often on, like, people who are buying a product, mm-hmm. what's the end result of having all this why under control for your end user, for your customer. Yeah. He talks a lot about, um, in especially in his podcast, I can remember him, not podcast, his TED Talk, um, I can remember him going, people don't buy why, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Mm-hmm. And so he, he strongly believes and talks a lot about that in the TED Talk and in the book about... Um, people going that if you start with why that that's when you get people that's when you attract the best employees that's when you attract the best customers and Mm -hmm. the loyal customers is that people understand your sense of belief and want part of that. I think of some companies that um, like the the North Face or Burt's yeah. Bees or I'm really revealing my sector of interest here, <laughs> like yeah. cosmetics and clothes. Um, but there are companies that that you can have a strong connection to why they do what they yeah. do. That it you know it's all natural or it's um, you know that active lifestyle. Well, a- and when um, I forgot where he said this, but I thought I wrote it down. Oh, he talked about um, he was talking about Southwest Airlines. Oh yeah, and yeah. Other things, and you think about, and and you you think about why are customers loyal to certain companies? And he said, why are the companies we love to do business with also the best employers? Mm-hmm. And he says it's because they start with their sense of purpose. I absolutely agree with why. that. Yeah. And so you think they're the best employers. So you think about companies like Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. You think about Starbucks. You think about, you know, different organizations that are hugely popular and that people that have loyal customers. Yes. Um, Apple. Um, Google. Yeah. That's another yeah. example. But um, so... Um, and why is that the case? Why are um, people so loyal to those organizations, those um, companies, those products? And he, in his examples of like Southwest Airlines, it was you are a great employer, you make um, employees happy happy employees will give you happy customers. Absolutely. And he has a, several examples. Happy employees, employees who feel a sense of purpose will f- think outside the box to solve problems. They'll mm-hmm. go the extra mile to provide service. Mm-hmm. They will do beyond the basics. And you'll always be competing with other companies who do what you do, even the university. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are other universities in Virginia who are great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, if you're just competing against other people, that's there's always something you've got to filter through. But 
Sinek also makes the the point that you can the why if you stick with it and you run all your decision making through it if you keep your why clear year after year it's kind of like you're competing against yourself you're trying mm-hmm. to become the best version of yourself as a as an organization and when you take it down to that employee level the best version of yourself in mm-hmm. your role and those are the ones mm-hmm. that really shine and succeed yeah yeah and he's, he talks about filtering everything through your why. Yes. So did you want to talk about the celery test? Or do you have oh, to talk about the Yeah, test? the celery test. So um, if you, the, isn't that the thing about business books is that it, you're like, it's the one with the elephant. It's yes. the one about the duct tape. So, so Simon Sinek is the one with the golden circle and the celery. Yeah, he's the one with the, the golden <laughs> circle and the celery test. So the celery test, I had to ask Patty, because it's been a long time for both of us since we've read the book. I was like, what? Why is it called the celery test? I was like, I understand what yeah. what it is, but why is it celery? So the the whole idea is filtering things through your why. So that just keeping that in mind. So yeah, staying true just, to your why. Yes, just trying to decide what to buy, what to do, what where to put your efforts, and things like that. Um, if you keep true to your why, then you you know you you won't waste time, money, or whatever. So he gives this example of. Um, going to a dinner party, somebody comes up to you and says, you know that what you need in your organization, you need M&Ms. If you're not using M&Ms in your business, you're leaving money on the table. Next person comes up and says, you need rice milk. The data shows that all people are buying rice milk these days. You should be selling rice milk in this economy. And then you're standing there and another person comes up and says, "Um, you need Oreo cookies. We made millions from implementing Oreo cookies in our organization, you have to do that. And then another person comes up and says, celery, you've got to get into celery. And so his thinking is like, you get all this advice from everybody and then you go to the grocery store and you buy celery, rice, milk, M&M's, Oreos, Oreos, M&M's and all that other stuff. And you spend a lot of the time walking around, you spend money because you buy everything. Um, And then he says, if you're budget constrained, then, then you're really like, what should you do? Right. And so he's saying, if you're, if you go back to your, um, if you go back to your why, then you will know what to buy. You will know where to put your energy. Right. And, and then the so example, the why was health. Health. What was helping people be healthy. Right. Helping people be healthy. And so if you're going to be doing the that. The Oreos were then, not the correct choice. Right. Then what <laughs> would you buy of those things? So everybody's giving you all this information. And so you would buy the rice milk, in his example, you'd buy the rice milk and the celery. And so that's what he calls the celery test is running things by your why to see if they if they pass the that test. And you might be thinking, oh yeah, well that's fine for executives who are making those sorts of decisions. Yeah. But really on a personal level for yeah. you and your job role, it helps too because think of yeah. all of the competing priorities that you have. People coming up and saying, can you do this? Can you do that? We should be doing this. Why don't you... Um, take a look at what so-and-so is doing over there and maybe try that. Yeah. You can personally, I think, use the why to prioritize your own work. Yeah, in, and in using that same example of the celery test, he says, as soon as I told you the why, so the why being mm-hmm. promoting health, you knew exactly what we were gonna buy, that we were gonna buy celery and rice milk. Mm-hmm. and not those other things. Right. And so doing that allows you to focus in on exactly what you need to do um, and not 
do and get distracted by other things. He talks about the clarity of why, the discipline of how, and the consistency of what. Yeah. And you can go into it and read a little bit more about that, but the clarity of why really appeals to me and my idealistic self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like that that idea of keeping that in your mind, going back to, wait, why are we doing this at all? Because yeah. we're all overloaded, options are many, the world changes quickly, there's all sorts of paths that you could take. People are, your, your competition, quote unquote, yeah. is doing different things, and you think, oh man, should I be doing that? Yeah. Um, we can know now, more than ever, what other people are doing and what options are available. Right. So you're bombarded with that. How do you make a decision? Yeah. Think about well, why. Well, and even at the individual level, Yeah. as we were talking before, I was thinking about, well, what's, you know, do I always run things by my why? And I think I really do. I don't, I did, I don't do it kind of intentionally. Right. Um, but we were talking. About our why. You know, yeah. And they're basically the same thing. Yeah. To help people learn and learn to do their jobs better. Yeah. And mine, a little tweak is to help people do their jobs better and be happier in their work because they know what they need to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So both of us are about helping people be able to do their jobs better. We could be planted in a different organization and we'd still be doing the same right. work. Yep. And so, um, and so thinking about the things that we do, sometimes I go to myself, I say to myself, self, um, should I be doing that? Like, let's say this podcast, for example. Mm-hmm. Is it can this, seem frivolous. Yeah. It could seem like, like, really, should you do that? Yeah. I mean, we both like to do it. Yeah. And so are we doing it just because we really like to do it and like because we're friends and we'd like to spend time together? Or are we doing it because it really serves our, what, we're, what our jobs exist mm-hmm. to do? And I like to think that when people listen to it, they get something out of it that helps them do their jobs or live their lives better. Right. And so, a little bit. Right. And maybe not everyone does, and maybe not every podcast really serves, gets to that. Yeah, that one candy one was kind of silly. (laughs) (laughs) I think Melody said she liked that one the best. But we're coming up on Halloween again. Oh, no, we we got to do that again. But um, so I. And so I do that. Because a lot of what I do, I think, am I doing it because I should be doing this but and then I go back to is it helping people learn to do their jobs better and so I think the podcast the podcast is another good is a good example in another way if I can untangle my tongue because so yes we've decided the podcast serves (laughs) the purpose it doesn't hurt that Patty and I really enjoy it and we also like to spend time together but also it helps us to find down what would be a good topic because there's lots of things we could talk about, but we're not going to get on here and talk about healthy recipes, because that doesn't, oh. Oh. <laughs> because that doesn't serve the purpose. Yeah, yeah. like we're not going to get any. I mean, actually, I, would, I don't really want to talk about healthy re- no, recipes. No, we always joke that we're going to have a political podcast. Yeah, danger zone. At least in here. <laughs> but, we're going to have a political podcast, but change our names. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you gave away the, the, the secret. All right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with this one? No, I think we hit, I think we hit it. I think, well, we, I think we got through 
most of what the book again I hate a lot to more to it. Yeah, and, and I hate to discourage people from reading. So no, please, no, no. yeah, do like, pick up the book if you're interested. It's definitely further. worth um, a read. I I got a lot out of it. Um, but you don't necessarily have to. Yeah, we'll link but the, also watch the podcast. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes. Yeah, we'll link that um, yeah. TED talk in the show notes. Yeah, I keep saying podcast. That's all right. Well, TED talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for coming to our TED Talk. And we, we, Maybe that's a Freudian slip. I really want to do a TED Talk. Oh, my gosh. I want to wear the headset. I don't really um, want to do one, but I'd love to, That like, my, yeah. my, like, dream fantasy job is being, like, a TED Talk speaker, like a really good one. Like Brene Brown? Yes. Yeah, sweet. Like, yeah. All right. Well, we'll link to the, the TED Talk that Simon Sinek did. We'll give some links to helpful things like the Golden Circle graphics yeah. so you can kind of see what we're talking about. Yeah. But um, I would say, too, uh, to our listeners before we go, that one thing that really does help us to produce content that helps you is mm-hmm. when you tell us what might yeah, be definitely. useful. Mm-hmm. And we started doing more uh, business books because... Shannon Wampler said, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, want to read. Yeah, I don't want to have to read everything. Can you just Could give you? me some summaries? Yeah, give us some yeah. summaries. And um, we really appreciate that kind of comment because it helps us to um, produce the content that you'd like to hear more about. So don't be shy if there are things that you would like to hear about on the podcast um, or somebody's work that you'd like us to take a look at. Please do let us know. You can email me, you can email Patty, or you can tweet us at UVA underscore finance. It's been really good to be back today. I know. It's been fun. Uh, We won't make it so long to next time. So for now, that's all. But until the next time, do good work because what you're doing matters.